switching out of that kind of fearful, scarcity-based, competitive mindset, suddenly everything just comes into alignment and people want to work with you and everything gets much easier. Hello and welcome to Million Dollar Memos. I'm your host, Peter Visser, and you have just entered the weirdest marketing podcast on the internet because we'll be exploring how we use these simple 325-word daily memos to generate over $2 million per year in sales and blow up high-ticket calendars for our clients without using scarcity funnels or anything tricky or weird. I'll be joined from time to time by other founding members like Linus Rylander, Frankie Frenner, and Zach Van Nickark, aka The Memo Men. Let's go. All right. Welcome to the Million Dollar Memo. My name is Peter Visser and I went from broke to $100,000 per month online business that made me miserable selling group coaching and info products. And I almost lost that business several times. And then through just a couple of simple changes, I doubled sales, hit new revenue levels of $200,000 a month plus. But most importantly, I spent a grand total of 46 minutes per week managing this company. And to join me every week are the two guys that helped me get there more than anyone else, Linus Rylander and Frankie Frenner. And we're here to show you what's making massive sales right now, call out bullshit in the industry, and our journey to starting a brand new business with no following and no reputation. So, hey guys, how's it going? What up, what up? That's good. I'm still reading that intro. One day I won't have to read it. Nice. (laughs) But so what I wanted to talk about, right? So you see these sales. Oh, you can't see my screen. I've got to share my screen. I'm going to share it. Okay. So you guys see these sales, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All of these high ticket sales. So I have a weird and sneaky suspicion we're going to do a whole lot more of them because I want to, I want to, I want to show you something that I kind of alluded to it. I kind of alluded to it yesterday. Right. But this is, I want to show you something with that performance max thing. Oh, so this is just looking at like the last 30 days. Right. I started running this yesterday. So if I look at the campaigns, so usually on average we get about it's a $10 cost per lead. Wow, it's actually $10 and zero zeros. It's like perfect 10. Usually $10 a lead. So this is my biggest cold audience, right? So it's $9.73. And this is the retargeting, $8.63. The performance max campaign is currently bringing in webinar registrants at $2.90. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what like this can't be right like some something something's not right here you know so i went to i went to the tracking software and i looked at the leads themselves so these are the leads right and then i looked and then like they are legit leads now three of the leads are new and yeah eight are from retargeting so three of the leads are completely new and eight are from retargeting so what i did was is i told this performance max campaign in fact i like, I don't know if you guys know exactly how it works, but basically you just put a bunch of ads in there, a bunch of different headlines and stuff. I'll show you them in a minute. And then you just say to them, I want leads, like I want this, you know? And and then it just goes out and it'll just find people for you. Like it'll just, it'll just go say, right, we're going to send these people to the homepage. We're then going to retarget them with a video. Then we're going to retarget the people that watch the video. Then we're going to send them to your webinar registration page now that we've warmed them up and then they're going to convert. And it's like, wow, okay. And then we're going to retarget the people that landed on that page and try and all different combinations to get them to sign up. It's like the ultimate AI kind of machine. And so yesterday we just started testing it out. So have a look at the assets here. So this is how it works. I mean, I can't believe it. I've I've never gotten 
results like that before. So you go view details of the assets, right? These are all the assets that go on. So you have 36 assets. So 36 things that are like headlines, descriptions, images, even different logos, right? So you can create like 500 to 1,000 different ad tests that you put out there. But it's not just the 500 to 1,000 different ad tests. You then, you, they then test all the pages on your website as entrance pages and stuff as well. So different landing pages get tested on your site. And you don't even have to like create new pages. They just, they just take whatever you have, even your blog posts. And they might send someone some blog posts and then they think. So now think about it. You have between 500 and 1,000 different ads. And then you've got, I don't know how many blog posts, but we probably have 300 pages on there because it's been five, six years of posting on that website. So now you've got 1,000 times 500. Oh, sorry, it's 200. So you have 200,000 different combinations. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> that, that the AI is going to pluck out there. Then what it's going to do is every time someone converts, it's then going to go out there automatically and try and find more people more people like that. So it doesn't, you, you give it an initial audience. Let's go back here. So you give it an initial audience and then it starts finding new people. So already it's retargeted people that we have on our list. So eight of them re-opted in, which is fantastic because some of them opted in like over a year ago. So they re-opted in, reactivated those people and then found three new people just from somewhere. I don't even know where, like I didn't put any parameters in there of, of, where to advertise. So, I mean, this is this this could be like an absolute game changer, man. Yeah, like like I said yesterday, I think with AI moving in this direction, it's just going to eliminate media buyers. I hope like, so. The AI will just be too sophisticated. So yeah, yeah, it really all comes down to your to your offer and your messaging and just getting in front of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just like I'm just overly excited about that. <laughs> I'm actually just I can't even I can't get over it to be honest. Let's see how it goes. So today we got on a sales call, me and Frankie. It was a kind of a sales call. We were just showing people what we were doing in our business in order to make 200000 you know, between $175,000 and $200,000 a month. And uh, so we're showing our emails and how our, our daily email, literally sending out an email every day and how much money it's making. You saw this one email had like 300 clicks and it made uh, $20,000, right? And then the guy was like, yeah, but you know, our click-through rate's higher. And Frankie was like, yeah, we're looking at the sales, right? We don't really, you know, really care about the click-through rate. And he's like, yeah, and our open rate, like what's the open rates on your emails? And so we showed him and he's like, yeah, our open rates are like double that. And it's like, okay, yeah, but <laughs> you're making like $3 earnings per click. We're making like 90. <laughs> our average order value is like $250. Yours is like 30, you know? Yeah, I think that stems from just people just being focused on the wrong metrics. Like I... Obviously, he was he was already bent on trying to shut us down. I think because we came, we kind of come in as competition rather than like him trying to collaborate. So before I hopped on this this podcast with you guys, me and Linus had a little bit of a conversation. He said said something very interesting. He said, "There's two things, right? There's competition and there's collaboration. Those are the two. You know, when you're in a business call like that, it's either one or the other. Either you're trying to collaborate or you're trying to compete. And I think he was in compete mode because like as soon as we got in, he was already. I made a joke. I was like. I was like, hey, man, he was like all serious with like his whiteboards in the back. I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm ill prepared for this call. I don't have no freaking whiteboards. It's just like a gaming chair behind me. It just, it, I, I look like amateur hour. 
he didn't even crack a smile. I'm like, dude, that's a funny joke. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then like we had come up with like, uh, I was, I was making another joke just to kind of like break the ice a little bit. I said, okay, let me crack this guy's shell. Maybe he's just like one of those, you know, he was like all buff and stuff and, and and I'm sure he works out a ton. Uh, I'm sure he works out as much as, (laughs) as high as his freaking CTRs are. (laughs) God bless his heart. You know, so then uh, we were talking about babies and stuff and you know, Peter, you, you've been kind of struggling with uh, getting the little one to bed and stuff. And I'm like, man, after this call and you and Mario were going back and forth on how like babies are like, you know, when they're four months old, it's like this struggle with sleep and stuff. And I'm like, well, I wanted kids until this call. And you know, everybody was kind of like, kind of broke the ice a little bit. And he was just there like, just really flexing. And he's like, yeah, but what about your CTRs? (laughs) And I'm just like, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, and I think, so there's two, there's two, there's two like dimensions to all this. Number one is that no matter, no matter how, no matter how, you know, you feel about something, you should always be looking to not compete, but on how to collaborate. And I think it's because he's kind of like in this scarcity mindset where maybe he feels like we're going to take his position. I don't know what it is there, but I don't want his position. I don't want any of his whiteboards. It's like, I think he, he, he went in with the wrong mindset of like, Hey, these guys are trying to take my job. So that's one thing. And number two, I think a lot of marketers are focused on the wrong metrics. Like they, they see these like high CTRs, these high open rates, but like, let's like, let's really break down what a freaking open rate means. An open rate means that you've caught their attention with this like flashy subject line and you're able to get this high open rate. Like there's two kinds of people that will, you know, there's two kinds of open rates that are good. Like people that are good, qualified, targeted people that you're reaching out to them with very good messaging. And then there's like, sorry, Frank Kern, I love you to death. You're one of my heroes. But then there's like the Frank Kern, like deadline, last call, Sure, you're gonna get a lot. Of, you're gonna get a ton of CTR on those things, like for sure. Or like, you know, one of those like uh, bait and switches. You know, like, uh, we, what about our meeting today? You know, like, no. what happened about our meeting today? I've <laughs> seen that in my inbox like a million times. Like, you, well, are you gonna make it to our meeting today? Like, I, nobody's falling for this shit. And even <laughs> if they are, like, what do you think is gonna happen when they open the email? Man, you really convinced me now. Like, I thought <laughs> I thought I had a meeting today, but now I really want to buy this guy's shit. No, you're not convincing <laughs> anybody. Like open rates, click through rates, it's fucking garbage in my opinion. It doesn't mean anything. What I care about is like, am I am I one building a, a better relationship with the list that I'm that I'm talking to every single day, right? That's what matters to me. Am I building? That's utmost because if I can nail that, everything else will follow. The sales will follow. The open rates will follow. The CTRs will follow. And number two is what's the actual revenue that you're bringing in? Like with this guy, we were talking about CTRs and open rates. But he didn't want to have nothing to do. Like he didn't want to t- touch on any of the sales that we were making. Like he didn't want to touch on the revenue, which blew my fucking mind. It's like, wait a minute, you don't want to, you want to talk about CTRs? Let's talk about how this one email made like thirty k. Let's talk about that. You want to talk about, you want to talk about numbers? Let's talk about the thirty thousand. He didn't want to talk about that. And then what else blew my mind? And I'm sorry to go on a tirade here. I'm almost done. We were like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, but you made thirty k, but. You know, your sale, your, your, your ticket price is like 20K, so that's pretty easy. Wait, what? How is that easy? If it's so easy for you to make 20K sales, sir, why don't you write it on your, why don't you write it on your whiteboard to do for tomorrow? Your to-do list for tomorrow is crazy. I think an offer. Start selling a $20,000 product. Best of luck. You should be able to kill it, man. Like, what, what are we talking about? And I think you should do a, you should do a daily release. A daily release, man. This was my daily release, man. This this call was like one of the worst calls I've ever been on. God bless his heart. This guy, wow. I don't want so, to say his name. So this is the thing, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen again here because I'm Mr. Because I'm just sharing mood, you know. 
Actually, I'm going to go ahead and share. So am I, man, but in a different way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So this is the last 30 days. Okay. So you can see there like $177,000. And here's the thing. That $177,000, basically all of it was generated via email. So we generate the leads, but we don't close them within 24 hours or even 48 hours. They get closed over time. And that was generated from 36,000, a 39,000 person list. So what we're doing here is, uh, I don't know what it is when you divide that by that, but it's about, yeah, it's about five. It's about $5 per subscriber per month. That's what it's coming out to. So once you get an opt-in, we're making $5 a month from that opt-in every single month. And that's what's important. It's not important what the click-through rate is. It's not important, like, nothing else even matters, you know. In December, we made $200,000, 211000 from the same size list, or maybe maybe a little bit. And, you know, that's $6. That's $6 per, per subscriber. So people are always... They, they are just worried about the wrong thing. They're not worried about the right stuff. And people look at their followers, they look at their likes and, and stuff like that. But when someone's, and then someone goes, okay, so let's have a look. Let's pull up an email here that we sent out. Just to, just to go back to what, what Frankie was talking about a little bit with the competition versus collaboration, you'll see this everywhere. Like these are two kind of fundamental frameworks of like how you operate in the world. So, for example, like even let's let's say you're 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 a guy and you and you want to meet a girl. Most guys when they go out, they're in this competitive mindset. They have to compete against all the other guys, and they also have to compete against a girl. So it's like you're in this mindset of you have to win. Mm. And what that assumes is, it assumes a mindset of you're not already winning. First of all. And also now you have to defend yourself right? because you, you feel like you're not enough as you are. So now you have to defend and justify, improve yourself. And it gets you focused on the wrong thing. It puts you in a short term mindset of how can I win in this moment instead of I'm just a human being. You're just a human being. Can we all connect as human beings and can we all just have fun together? And can we collaborate to create a shared experience that everybody enjoys? Right. And that gets you focused on the right things of how can I add value? You know, how can I bring value to the people around me and in business? How can I bring value to my peers, to my market, to my industry, to my customer? Like just switching out of that kind of fearful, scarcity based competitive mindset. Suddenly everything just comes into alignment and people want to work with you and everything gets much easier. Yeah. 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 You're totally right. Yeah. Because it's. I mean, what you just described, basically, you're a socialist. <laughs> this whole time, you've been a socialist? This whole time. We never, we never knew. No, so, so, I mean, what you're saying is absolutely right, because the, the competition mindset, it, it can be so destructive. But because competition is supposed to be healthy, competition is supposed to be this thing that everyone, everyone sort of aspires to. But it's, I feel like it's a Ameri- very American kind of trait. And it, it's also selfish, right? It makes everything about you and how you can win at any cost. Yeah. Not, not how can we all win, right? I, I, think, I think it's actually a very socialist way of thinking. Let me explain this. If you're a socialist, you're assuming that there's not enough abundance for everybody, right? So if you're a capitalist, right, you think that Everybody has a fair share, a fair, a fair shake in the markets, mm. right? In the free market, everybody has a fair shake. It, it, I mean, it's competition. 
but you think that everybody can get their fair share. In a socialist society, rather, you think that it's automatically going to be imbalanced, and now you're trying to force it and trying to manipulate the market to kind of even things out, right? right. That's, what, that's what it's really all about. So that's, that's why these communist regimes don't work. It's because you're working from a scarcity mindset. You're working from a place of like not abundance. You're not thinking about free market. How can we encourage people to all take place in this beautiful thing called the free market? You're thinking, hey, you know what? There's going to be some people that are just not going to be able to make it. You're in a scarcity mindset, right? It's a scarce mindset where you got to force and tip the balance in, in everybody's favor by force, right? By threat of gun. Because that's exactly what, what tax and, you know, this is not a political podcast, but, you know, by 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 threat of the gun, by threat of violence, you're basically forcing people to kind of adhere to these rules and, and you're taking away the, the free market abundance mindset that I think has, has allowed, you know, the, the, the capitalist countries to somewhat prosper. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's, it's something. So, you know, those are two distinct ways of thinking. And honestly, I think a lot of business owners just, and, and people in general are just, they're always in a scarcity mindset where it's like everything is scarce. Everything's like, I got to compete for this. I got to win this. I got to, everything's a zero sum game. And that's just the wrong way to go about it. What you were talking about before about focusing on the wrong metrics, like, okay, where does that come from? Well, now that we're showing our stuff and he feels his security threatened. So now he has to defend himself and he's like, oh, but what about the CTRs? Like, what about the open rate? <laughs> like, ob- like these numbers, if you just, it's obviously irrelevant. Like, it makes no sense to focus on these things. He just needed to defend himself. I've actually been guilty of this. And let me explain, th- and let me tell you a little story about one of the businesses. That <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about one of the businesses me and Linus were running before. Oh boy. So we were running this Facebook ads agency for martial arts schools. And what that entailed was, was that we would get people to, to sign up on a trial. So what we would say is like, hey, you know what, we're, we're, we're a Facebook ads agency. We want to get more people, more kids into your, into your dojo. That was a real word that they used, by the way, dojo. It's not a joke. So they would, they, we would say, hey, we want to bring in more. I don't know anyone would think that's a joke. Word. I don't know. That word just seems funny. <laughs> <to me. laughs> <Not people know. laughs> I've just insulted every martial arts guy on this. If you, meet, if you bump into me on the street, please do not kick my ass. I'm 5'2". I'm a little Italian boy from the suburbs. I don't deserve anything. I'm just telling a story. I'm trying to be funny. So <laughs> all to say, right, that we were running uh, Facebook ads for martial arts schools. And we're like, hey, you know what? Like, let's run a trial. Let's try to bring in some, some kids into your dojo, quote unquote. And uh, what we'll do is we'll run it for free. We'll run it for 24 hours. All we ask of you, and this is to get a commitment on their part to kind of get some buy-in, right? We could have paid for the ad spend, but we were like, you know, let's get some buy-in. Let's get some credit cards out. Let's get them, you know, spending money. So we're like, you know, why don't we... Why don't we put $100 towards this ad campaign? We'll get you to, to put in 100 bucks. It goes directly to Facebook. We don't get a dime of that money. And we're going to see what we can do in 24 hours. And if you like what you see, we're going we're gonna to continue and you know, we're going we're gonna to move forward. It's if a not, great offer. Yeah, it's, it's a, really a great offer, offer, right? Yeah, it's got, <laughs> it's got almost no risk. You know, you put up 100 bucks, big deal. And you know, we, we rolled with it. And sometimes, so you know, there was two kinds of campaigns. Either we knock it out of the park, we get 30 leads. They're like, oh my God, we, there's more people in my dojo than ever. Or... You know, there was maybe three to four leads and they didn't get a, you know, they didn't get a single sale or a single person in through the door. So the way that we would work is after the trial, I'd have a second call with these people. Now, these second calls were where I would close them on, you know, a thousand bucks a month, 500 bucks a month, whatever we were pricing it at at the time. You know, a lot of the times, let's say half of, of those campaigns wouldn't work out. So what I would do is I would focus on the wrong metrics. <laughs> and if any of my, our old clients are watching this, I apologize, but you know, I got to, I had to put foot on the table. So I would say like, hey, you know, we didn't make that many, you know, we didn't make, close that many leads. We didn't get that many leads. But hey, look, 15,000 people on Facebook saw this ad. 
You know, like let's say you had a billboard up, you know, on the highway in, you know, Sheboygan, Ohio, Idaho or something. You know, how many people are going to cross that sucker, you know, for, for a day? You know, not 15,000 people. There isn't 15,000 people in the whole freaking town. <laughs> Literally, because some of these towns are like maybe 5,000 people. So I'm like, you know, let's let look at these metrics. So it was kind of like, you know, a sleight of hand and... <laughs> So you're like, you're like, you didn't make any money, but look at all these 15,000 people you annoyed with your ad. Yeah. And you know what? People <laughs> love these vanity metrics. And what I learned is that sometimes it was easier to close people on not the leads, which actually freaking mattered. They cared more about how many people saw their business. They were, the vanity metrics were more important to them than the actual like hard, like sales and leads that they were making. So, you know, at what point do we say, hey, you know, let, let me not focus on what really matters. Let me show them what, you know, these impressions are doing. And a lot of the times, that's what we're kind of all focused on is the vanity metrics. How many followers on Instagram do I have? How many followers on, uh, how many subscribers on YouTube? But at the end of the day, you can't feed your family on subscribers on YouTube. You know what I mean? You can't, feed, well, maybe you could nowadays, but yeah, you probably could. I take that a back. A lot of people do. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do. But maybe you, you, you can't feed your family on Facebook impressions. <laughs> it's more apt. I mean, if you have YouTube subscribers, you don't monetize them. It doesn't mean anything, you know. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, yeah. at, at, at the end of the day, it, there's, you know, there's this whole story that we're talking about. It's kind of like two, two, two things. You know, it's like don't, don't be focused on the wrong metrics and don't try to get a high CTR because in, in pursuing this high CTR and just pursuing these high open rates and pursuing all this stuff, you're kind of being like me when I was on those sales calls. I was... I was focused on the wrong metrics. The audience didn't care about it. To be quite, the, the, the audience don't, don't care about your freaking, you know, your your misleading headline or your misleading subject line. They want to, they want value at the end of the day. You know, they want relevance. They want they want something real, and that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a email up that we wrote recently, and I want to show I want to show you what practically what that looks like. So this is the email that you wrote literally last night, right? Yeah, it went on today. So you look at this email, right? People scroll down, they scroll down, they read it. Look, there's, there's, there's no call to action above the fold. In fact, you have to go down, I don't know if it's the correct word, like, like five folds <laughs> <laughs> until you get to the call to actions, right? And then this says, plus, whenever you're ready, here's where he can support you on your journey. And then it just gives them some options, right? So, but think about it. Someone went through all of this that opened up, you know, like an okay subject line. The best subject lines, by the way, that work and get the most opens are things like see this or, or in brackets, shit you not, it says open up. Like those are the best ones, right? But when people open up, do they actually consume the email? If you have a subject line like this, they're going to consume the email, right? So... Then they read this, they go through it, and then they look at these options. So when they click on this high-ticket thing, right, experience a boiler room, this is a $20,000 product. When they click on this, what frame of mind are they in? Because they have all these choices. They skip this choice. They skip this choice. They then decided, you know what, I like the sound of this. I'm going to click on that. What is this click worth when you click on that, right? So... It's just worth a lot more. And I can tell you, actually, we've gotten like $90 earnings per click from stuff like this. So, you know, they end up on this page and, and, and whatever, but it doesn't really matter. What matters is the fact that this email treated them like a human being and respected them and gave them a choice on, on what to do. And this 
click is just so much more valuable because of it. And the open rates are down. The click rate is in the toilet. However, we've had emails. I, we have an email up here. Let me show you. We have an email up here that has three clicks, six, sorry, six clicks. And I made $14,500 from those six clicks. What the hell does that mean? What is the earnings per click on that? Can you guys figure it out? Buckloads. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like over $1,000 earnings per click. So like, what is it? I'd rather have six clicks that generate 14,000 than 367 clicks and generate 10 grand, right? Mm -hmm. Even that is really good. But these emails, and in fact, the reason this one only got six clicks during this period is because it was written like last month, but someone opened it. Six people opened it and clicked on it and then spent this money. This is an email that's been generating cash for like two months. And I don't know why, but that's just the way that it, that's just the way that it happens. And my guess is because it delivers value, it delivers progress, and it helps them in some way and lets them decide in order to buy. It doesn't give them this external pressure. And so it's just kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, who wrote an email two months ago and then has it actually delivered fourteen thousand dollars in the last 30 days you know yeah and this is all based on you know the framework that that i use to kind of come up with all this stuff it's you know i think david ogilvy said it best he said you know the the customer is not is not an idiot she's your wife you know like <laughs> the customer's not an no, idiot. my she's your wife, wife is definitely not an idiot if you're listening yeah. to this baby yeah <laughs> so yeah so you know you gotta treat you gotta treat your your audience and the people that you're talking to and the people that you're you're advertising to with respect. Like think about it this way: like if you get somebody to open up that open up thing, right? It's not congruent. Once they open up that email, the jig is up. You know they they know what's up. You know like once they say open up or see this, okay, great. You know like whatever. We're not saying be uninteresting or be boring with your subject lines. In fact, I think it's the opposite of that. I think those see this and open up and deadline. That's boring because if I look at my inbox now, it's like filled with that crap. You know, it's just filled with that crap. And if you look at that email, for example, that's an interesting subject line. You know, it's, it's got the E equals MC squared. It's tied into trading. Wait a minute. What is this all about? What, what the hell is this guy talking about? What is, and then they open up the email. The Italian coming out. <laughs> Take that, Russ Rafino. But, uh, you know, so, <laughs> you fake Italian. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But, you know, so they open up the email and the first freaking word, the first line on that is E equals MC squared. It's all relevant. It's congruent. So that when they open up the email, it's exactly what they were expecting. It's exactly what, you know, we're not taking them for idiots. It's essentially is what we're doing. And, you know, that's fucking, you know, being a human one-on-one. Don't take people for idiots. Be interesting. Deliver value, right? And if you look at that email, we're delivering value in a, in a number of ways. First of all, we're building a relationship. We're letting people know who we are. We're, we're letting them know what we're all about. We're delivering insight through the stories and the metaphors and the stuff that we're talking about. And not only that, but we're being entertaining. Like people are bored as shit at work or whatever they're doing during their day. They see this E equals MC squared email. Holy fuck, what is this? Let me open this up. You know, it's, it's interesting stuff. They want to read it. They're not going to be like, oh man, not this freaking guy again in my inbox. It's going to be like, oh man, I, I can't wait to, to read tomorrow's weird, funky email. It's interesting. It's fun. It's, it's different. And I think, I think the world would be a better place. And what's beautiful about this and tying back to the abundance stuff is that there's more than enough room for everybody to be, to be interesting, right? There's more than enough room for every single info product creator to be interesting, to, be, to care about their audience, to deliver value, right? There's, there's more than enough room for everybody. But when you're in this open up deadline, see this, 
you're in this competitive, like, I need to get the click rather than this other deadline email that's sitting right above mine in the inbox. <laughs> you're in this competitive, you're just trying to get this freaking click at all costs. That's a, that's a scarcity mindset. When I'm writing an email, I'm thinking about like, how can I deliver the most value? How can I, how can I write this email that makes them go, wow, I learned something from this or, hey, I was entertained by this. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm writing an email rather than, you know, what's my CTR going to be? I don't care about that. I really don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the thing is, like, when in our business we're making five thousand, ten thousand, and twenty thousand dollars sales, they're so much easier to make when you treat people with respect and give them value. It doesn't mean we drop the sales principles. You know, we have some serious sales systems in place in order to close people, but we treat them like human beings. So, what I want to do now, so I just want to move on to the next question that I've got for you guys, right? So we have two versions of this page. It's not the correct video on here right now, but basically this is a video. We're going to test out something new this month. And the thing we're going to test out is, so we've got just basically find out more about this high ticket program. And then we have enrollment. Like here's the enrollment, right? You can schedule a call or you can email in. So this, this call to action might look like absolute garbage to most people. <laughs> but this has made us so much money. But here's the second version. Okay, same top area. We've just changed it here to say, whenever you're ready, here are some ways I can help you. So learn it for free. Here are some courses you can get, or we could do it with you. So do it yourself, do it with you, or here's basically like done for you solution, right? And I know which one I prefer, but I'd like to hear from, from you guys which one you prefer and why. So, first of all, I love the loop at the beginning of you going, like, that's, that's attention grabbing right there. I like that, the loop at the beginning of the video. Is that done on purpose, by the way? Yeah. No, I mean, I have to pick. I, I, I didn't do that. Or I, didn't do I didn't laugh on purpose. I just actually laughed during this video. <laughs> right, but I love that you picked that because... It caught my attention. I picked that for the thumbnail, yeah, deliberately, yeah. Love that, love that. This video made us $50,000 already. Wait, cheers. 15 days the other, last month. God bless. But yeah, the, the, the reason I like, first of all, I'm going to pick the first one. And the reason for that being is because marketing principles and just psychology principles in general tell us that we have an abundance of options. Now, let me tie this into a metaphor. I'm going to do the whole metaphor shtick with you guys now. So... Like, for example, the other night, me and my girlfriend are sitting on the couch. We open the TV and she's like, oh, what do you want to watch? So we open up Netflix and I swear to bejesus, I was on Netflix for like 20 minutes scrolling through every option. Now, we had every freaking possibility of movie, TV show, documentary. There was a million fucking options on that Netflix that night. Do you know what we ended up doing? We ended up making brownies is what we ended up doing. We didn't end up watching nothing. <laughs> Because, because when you're when you're put in front, the, the, the brownies were absolute shit. By the way, uh, they were garbage. But all to say, if you're put if you're if you're put in front with a million options, right? It's the paradox of choice. There's this book come, it came, that came out of you know 20 years ago that I never read, but the the title is really interesting. But the the paradox of choice, right? It's basically that if you're offered too many choices, you're kind of frozen. I'm sure it's happened to everybody that's that's listening to this right now. You ever like had too many options and you end up taking no action? That's exactly what I feel like is happening on the second one, right? I'm I'm given so many options that I'm suddenly I'm I'm suddenly like put into like the stasis mode where I don't know what to do. I'm like I'm, every momo, every bit of momentum that I that I garnered from like wanting this and desiring whatever it is has been sucked out of me because now I've, I'm I'm tasked with this choice, right? Whereas with the first one, 
Everything's simple. There's only one choice for me to make. I can either schedule a call or talk to, to, to us by email. That's it. That's two all. Choices. Two choices, but it's better than, you know, but, but technically the same choice, just the different modes of the same choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I prefer the first one just in terms of not putting too many choices because nowadays everybody's like, they have a million choices, whether they want to watch TikTok, go on Snapchat, go on Instagram, go on Netflix. They have Disney Plus. Disney Plus is an, another option. They have a million options to go with. I want to be the saving grace in their world, and I want to offer them one option. And I want to be the guy that tells them, hey, this is what it is. So, yeah, Linus, go ahead. I'll let you feel the question. Yeah, I, I, I prefer the – I would say the same one, but – I think for a different reason. I don't mind the multiple options. I mean, we do that in the super signature. I just think it's the wrong place for it because this is a page about the elite. Find out more about the elite. Right. They're not on this page to find out more about how they can trade for free or how they can join the other programs. Just as simple yeah. as that. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the choices, so I mean, Frankie, you really, you really let us know what you thought there about that. But in terms of choices... In our industry and in the marketing industry, <laughs> there's always only one choice. Every email is only ever about one thing. But our super signature has generated $500,000 so far since August last year, since September when we launched it. $500,000. And that has lots of choices. Some of them have like five choices in there. And it's generated more money than when we used to give them only one choice. Right. So right thing at the right time is, is how I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, the reason why I prefer this version is because it filters people out. So the problem, the problem with this one is that when we ran it last month, we only had this, we only had one option, right? Under the video. We only had one option and we got so many unqualified people on there loads of unqualified that just weren't ready for it. But just like with the super signature, if someone scrolls past this and goes, oh, well, you know, I've actually, I've already attended this live event. So I already trust this business. Oh, I already have the course or I'm not interested in the course because this actually, this looks more interesting to me. When they get down to this point, they're just so much more qualified. This is almost like an assessment call, you know, and so let's say, for example, the worst thing comes true. They come here and they go, oh, you know what? I'm going to take the free option. We make no more money from them. Well, guess what? We're going to make money from them the week after, next week, next month. doesn't matter. Now they're going to be more sold. And the next time they come to this page, well, they're going to skip past option one and they're going to get option two. Sweet. Now we've got a couple of hundred dollars from them. Awesome. Well, there's a, there, there's a daily email that goes out and eventually they're going to see this page again. And then they're going to be like, oh, wow, actually, you know. Now, the only, the only thing left for me in this ladder is to jump on this, on this high-ticket offer. And so if people pick this option or pick this option, like it doesn't matter. Like I actually think it's a good thing because it then pre-qualifies them. So that's why I like the choices. I, I totally agree with the, with the philosophy of it. I mean, we built the whole business yeah. around this philosophy of just being low pressure and giving people choices and not pushing people in any which way. So yeah, this could totally be the way to do it. Still probably partial to the other version just for the sake of simplicity and all the things we're accomplishing here by giving people different options. We're doing that every day in the email. But are we though? So in the emails, yes. But 
what if we were to run a retargeting campaign and increase the number of people that see this? So now you can increase the number like this. You know, you could have 10,000 people a month seeing this instead of 1,000. So, so this is funny, right? Like I, I was thinking about this during the call, how priorities change depending on context. Like, so if, if we look at the, that mindset they, of sending, let's say the deadline emails and doing all these like short-term tactics to get the money now. Yeah. Well, in one context, that makes sense, right? Because you want to make as much money as possible. So you think, oh, I have to get it. This is the best way to get money quickly. And I want to get money quickly, right? But okay, but why do you want to make money quickly? What's the next goal? What's the longer term goal? Where is that? Where, where does the, the fulfillment of that goal lead you? So what is, what's actually the end goal? And then when we start considering the end goal, everything suddenly changes. Because if you have this long-term goal and now you're taking short-term actions, well, do these short-term actions serve the long-term goal? Well, if you're pissing off your customer, if you're burning out the list, yeah, you make some more money today, but what about tomorrow? So the action you're taking today, does that get you further away from or closer toward where you really want to go? And most of the time when you see people doing these short-term actions, it, the thing that they think is going to help them get the goal is actually getting them further away from the goal. <laughs> yeah. The more, the more they do it, the further away they get from the goal. So here you're explaining with, now we're adding this retargeting element to it. And that changes the context of the whole campaign. Yeah. So now, now maybe this makes sense, right? So once you start considering the longer term perspective or the broader perspective, the priorities change and you start acting differently. So I, I, I've actually changed my mind as well. And I'll tell you why. So while I'm looking at this, I'm thinking about like, this is a question I think everybody should be asking is like, if I was, if I was a customer, what would I like better? Like, forget about marketing principles, forget about all this copywriting bullshit. What would I like better? And to be honest, mm -hmm. now that I'm looking at this freaking longer page, if I'm a customer, I'm liking it a little better. Yeah. You know? It's giving me options. It's telling me, hey, you know what? You don't got to do this. <laughs> you can do this. So, so, cause, cause here's what I was thinking. Here's what I was going with this. Cause I love the simplicity of this. Cause this is the entire business. Now I got this from the ClickUp doc when we were discussing how do we simplify the business? How do we make it easier for people to navigate and understand their place in our product lineup? And I want this call to action on all pages. Just anything that we do, every blog post, every single thing, this is there. This exact structure, you know? So people always see it. And we always give them an option of learning for free. And this is a valuable free thing. This is four days of value. Then, you know, go for that. And so I just love, and just what you said, Frankie, what now was so, was, was like stunning. It was like a beautiful statement. Like actually, if you put yourself in the shoes of the customer, how do you feel when you see this page? Do you feel sold to? No, you feel, you, I don't, I don't feel sold to when I look at this. What I feel when I look at this is I feel really curious because I can see my path. One, two, three, four. And like you said to me, Linus, maybe three, four months ago, the Dan Kennedy statement when he goes, you put a ladder in front of people, they're going to climb it, right? They're going to want to climb it. And so this shows the ladder so clearly. Learn to trade for free. Trade it thyself. The TIT course, the TIT Academy. And then TWI, you know, trade with you. 
And then so this one I said, actually, you can only get it as an add-on to the Academy above. So making it even simpler, just I'll explain my reasoning behind that to you guys at another time. But what, what I would really like people to pay attention to for the one person watching this is hey, mom. just the, the overall mindset of where this is coming from, like the, the stand where our communication is coming from, of not trying to push anything down anyone's throat and tell them they have to buy this or they have to do this before this date or all hell is going to break loose. So I was working on the copy for the TIT course, right? And when it came to the price reveal, the way I, I chose to do that is I wrote, you know, the investment for this program is $300. If you're not sure if this is going to be worth it for you, then that's totally fine. I have plenty of free stuff you can check out and you can come back to this page whenever you're ready. Like it's, there's no trying to convince people that this is worth the price. Oh, because you get this and that and like, oh, look at this value. Oh, 997 value, 997 value, 997 value. But <laughs> none of that today. Today you can get it all for just two easy payments of 97, like none of that shit, right? It's just, here's the price. If you don't think it's worth it, fine. Go back and watch some of my free shit. Eventually you're gonna be convinced. So I think of this as kind of like a McDonald's drive-thru, right? When you pull up to the drive-thru, they don't try to sell you on the Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they put the menu in front of you. You know, they don't say, hey, you know, the Big Mac, man, what a, what a great burger. It's been around 50 years. <laughs> hey, man, what a great freaking burger. <laughs> you know, like, it's got a $20 value, but really, you can pay $40. No, they're going <laughs> to... You know, they don't try to sell you on the fucking Big Mac, right? They put the yeah. menu in front of you and they say, hey, what the fuck do you want on this menu? That's, they're all going to kill you, the options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them leads to diabetes. But which one do you want? You know, they don't tell you, hey, you know, they're going to put options in front of you. They're going to try to guide you. You know, they, they make it, you know, nice. They put the pictures on there. You know, there's somebody nice telling you, hey, you know, what would you like? Would you like some fries or that? They don't try to sell you on this stuff, you know? They kind of just presuppose that you're going to buy, which is why I've kind of changed my mind on this a little bit. So here it is. This is what you were talking about, Linus. Here's yeah. the deal. The investment for this package is $300. If you're not sure it'll be worth the investment, that's totally fine. I have plenty of free stuff for you to check out. You can come back here whenever you're ready. Click the button below to get started. How does that make you feel, man? You're like just a nice little taste in your mouth. It's like eating foie gras versus, I don't know, burnt toast. So... <laughs> So we might even test something out and, and break a massive direct response taboo that John Carlton drilled into us when we've never met him. We just read his books and stuff. Might even put a link in here to the free to the free thing. I like it, man. I like it. Yeah. From the from the long term perspective, it makes sense, right? So much sense. So I might even we might even want to harp on about that a little more. Maybe. Yep. inside of the sales letter. So sales letter, AKA, here's what it is. So it's not really this huge sale that just tells them what's in look, there. Look at my intro here, man. No, yeah. like all, all of the traditional things you need to do in a sales letter with the story and you got to drill in the pain and all this shit, all <clears> of those <throat> psychological trigger points, they we hit on those in the emails every single day. So yeah. making the offer becomes so much simpler too. Literally, my, yeah. op my opening line is the academy contains everything you need to get consistent and profitable trading stocks, forex, or any anything else with a chart. Here's what you get. Just yeah. like straight to the fucking point. Here's the benefit. Here's what you're going to get. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Here's the price. Here's the guarantee. If you don't want it, fine. Come back later. 
I can't wait to see how it performs, you know. Guess what the headline is? It's the fucking name of the product. Like Yeah. <laughs> the Bad Trader Academy. Yeah. That's the headline. Yeah. So currently, if we go to the website, like cause so this so the course that we're selling right now is like the headline is so yeah. Get the trading course. Let's go to that. Let's have a look. An online workshop for traders who want to retire in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. What if all it takes just two winning trades per month? Discover the scientifically tested method a former Merrill Lynch trader used to secure a seven-figure retirement nest egg with just a handful of trades per month. So we ran this past a really good copywriter, besides you two being the best two copywriters I know. And they were like, wow, what a headline. Like that is, this is just amazing. You know, and look at this page. Like it's just, it's a beautiful page. It has everything that you need. It's got a story. It's the whole thing is so well thought out. Okay. And this page gets a conversion rate right now of like 3.5, 3.6%. And that's not to cold traffic. To cold traffic gets a horrible conversion rate, right? So I'm very interested and it costs $57 to get this product right now. It used to cost 27, then we had a conversion rate of about 5%, then we, I'm, I'm keep increasing the price, and now it's about 32 3.5%. So I'll be very interested. So you see the difference between that and this. And so we're changing it up completely, and we're slowly changing the entire business over to this more relaxed, here's what you're gonna get. And then we're just showing them what they could get over and over and over and over and over again, increasing, increasing the frequency with which they see our messaging, which leads them to an offer. And that's it. That's really the trick to this. And that's, uh, and literally it's just generated all of our money that because we've just been doing that so much and now we're doing it even more. So we're doubling the number of emails we send out. We're doubling the retargeting that's going out to people. And so I'm very interested to see where that goes. If the business goes from $200,000 a month, is it going to go to 300? Is it going to go to 400, 500? Like, where's it going to go from here, you know? I really love this chilled out vibe. And our refund rates are down. Our chargeback rate has dropped by 75%. <laughs> I can go figure, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, there we go, man. That's, I think we could probably end the episode there. It's 48 yep. minutes in. Perfect. And before Frankie, you know, starts yelling at people again. <laughs> you've gotten about three to five good clips out of me out of this episode so i think i did my my work for today i'm going to retire now and that's about it just put it on yeah. youtube People like you were italian before this episode yeah they definitely know now <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of youtube Love content it. in this episode it, like italian nerd goes off on <laughs> Online marketing. Italian nerve goes off. Italian on nerd tries to sell you a big Mac. A big Mac. <laughs> Five foot two Italian nerd yells about Big Macs. <laughs> that if that shit doesn't go viral, man, I'm quitting this whole business. I'm, I don't want nothing to do with it. Oh man, this podcast is fun. We should just do this anyway. Let's just stop doing business. Let's just do podcasts. This is, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. All I right, just guys. looked at my, my, my Apple Watch told me that my heart rate was dangerously high for the last five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta ease off on those Big Macs, bro. Hey, thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, then you should do two things. 
one subscribe as a regular listener and then the second one if you want to be really smart and actually make some money from this go to memomen.com and get our daily memo sent to your inbox it's absolutely free and you can simply swipe those 325 words and use them in your own business i'll see you on the inside <laughs>